a creepy-ass middle-aged man has been using a magical book to woo a 12-year-old. That's fucking normal, that's not weird. This is fine, everything's fine. So, chapter 17, uh, The Heir to Slytherin. Come on, Percy, let's do this. Let's do this, Percy. It's, uh, it's, it's not Percy. So, here's what happened. Um, I started reading this shit back in August or whatever, and it's now January. And right on the first page, I got to this sentence. Here's the sentence. His heart beating very fast, Harry stood listening to the chill silence. And I was just like, nope, I can't do it. It's too much. It took me like, six months to get over that one sentence. So let's break it down. His heart was beating. How fast? Very fast. And so then we have an active verb. So that should be the important activity. What is the important activity that he's doing? Listening? No. Standing. I, for one, was not at all confused that he may have decided to just sit down in the middle of a dungeon, but apparently the narrator felt the need to clarify that. Who gives a shit that he's standing? I I don't know. The important thing was that he was listening. He was listening to what? Creaking background noises? No. His own very fast heartbeat? No. Silence. He was listening to silence. Which is literally the only thing that you cannot, by definition, listen to. So then, what, what kind of silence? Chill. Chill silence. His heart beating very fast, Harry stood listening to the chill silence. What the fuck does this even mean? What the fuck does any of this mean? We're supposed to be at the part of the book where the pacing picks up and we race towards resolution? This is the worst sentence in the series so far, and that includes a sentence about how many fucking towers and turrets there were. As best I can figure it, here is what the narrator is trying to say. The narrator is trying to say, his heart pounding, Harry could hear nothing. That's it. So then... Six months later, I have healed, I have moved on from this sentence, and I am ready to talk about the rest of this chapter. And then the very next thing that happens is that there's these two, like, snake columns, and Harry pulls out his wand and is like, let's double down on this phallic imagery, shall we? And I'm just like, oh, God. And so then he goes in and he finds a friend of the show, Ginny Weasley, and she is slowly dying. And Harry's like, don't be dead, only posers die. But, like, don't worry, bro, her significance to the greater arc of this narrative has already been established. She'll be okay. It'll be exactly like how Bossy Girl and Ron got knocked the fuck out, and we'll get a sweet scene between them at the end that probably has, like, a smidge of romantic tension to keep us hooked for the next book. And so then there's that Tom Riddle fucker. Remember that guy? And Harry's like, whoa, are you a ghost? And Tom says, nope, I'm even more heavy-handed than that. I'm a memory. And Harry's like, what the fuck? And so then Harry looks down and he sees the diary and he wonders how it got there, as if just starting to become aware of the book's many egregious plot holes. And then Tom Riddle starts going all like Daniel Plainview on him, talking about like, Ginny Weasley, I eat her fears and I shit her insecurities and I grow powerful. And it's really weird. And so then he lays out like all the backstory and it's basically Ginny finds the diary and Tom Riddle preyed on her, like, pre-adolescent insecurities in order to get her to do his bidding, which involved just 
ineffectually petrifying random people. But then also trying to, like, get to Harry Potter. And then he's like, oh, yeah, she opened the Chamber of Secrets, but she didn't even realize it because she's a dumb, weak idiot. And Harry's like, LOL, yeah, she is. And then they high-five, and they start talking about Jordan Peterson and lobster hierarchies and shit. It's really fucking weird. And then Tom is like, anyway, I have, like, an annoying amount of tedious backstory to get through because I am a terrible James Bond villain. And the narrator can't think of a better way to wrap up this, let's be honest, fairly uneven sophomore effort. And then he gets to the end of his spiel, and he's like, okay, so how did you defeat Voldy? Let's hear it. And Harry's like, why do you care? And he's like, you ever play fucking Boggle, my man? You ever play uh, those jumbles in the newspapers? Well, check out this shit. And then he does this, like, weird wizard version of a PowerPoint display where he rearranges the letters in his name, which apparently is Tom Marvolo Riddle, to spell Lord Voldemort, like, anagram style. And it's funny because his middle name is very clearly just, like, whatever letters are left over when you spell Tom Riddle out of Voldemort. Uh, And then he's like, no, but for real, how do you keep defeating me? What's up with that shit, buddy? I'm a powerful wizard dude, and you're basically a shitty teenager. What's going on here? And Harry Potter's like, um, you're not the most powerful wizard. My boy Mumblecore is. And the narrative seriously says something like, his smile had gone, replaced by a very ugly look. Talking about Tom Riddle Voldemort. And I like that this all-powerful wizard or whatever is supposed to be like this stand-in for the distilled essence of evil, but he still gets super insecure about the dumbest shit. He's like, no, I am the most powerful wizard, not Dumbledore, okay? And I had the most people at my inauguration. Look at this map, look at this map, look at all the red on the map. And then he's like, Mumblecore left at the very fucking memory of me, buddy. And then they, they start hearing this music. And it's actually the song Memories from the musical Cats, which is weird. And then the, that weird phoenix fox comes in, and he's carrying a, uh, like a sorting, the, the sorting hat. Remember that fucking thing that, that sings your future or whatever? And it's dumb as hell? Yeah, that fucking thing is going to come in deus ex machina style and save the day. And so then Voldy is like, come on, buddy, why don't you just tell me how you keep defeating me? I gotta know. The more you talk, the longer you stay alive. Got it? So let's, uh... Let's get going. Which is some very strangely tortured logic on the part of the world's greatest wizard. He's so fucking bad at this. Like, in the last book, he was just like, Hey, buddy, it's really important that you tell me what you see in that mirror. And Harry gets around it by just obviously lying. And when that doesn't work, he's like, How about uh, you just um, give me that philosopher's stone there, pal? And Harry's just like, um, How about no? And now the dude is just straight up, like, soliciting advice on how to defeat Harry from Harry. And then Harry looks down at Ginny and is like, oh shit, she's slowly dying. Maybe I shouldn't have listened to this dude's protracted brooding monologue for so long. But then he's like, okay, but for real, you couldn't kill me the first time because my mom, uh, my common muggle-born mother, virgin wife of a carpenter. And then he starts like insulting Voldemort. He's like, you're a wreck. You're a mess. You're an ugly piece of shit. And then in what is probably the most eye-rolling scene in the entire book, Voldemort is like, we have a lot of similarities, Harry. We're basically literary foils. Let me list all the stuff we have in common. He's like, we're both half-bloods. We're both orphans, raised by muggles, speak parcel tongue. Uh, both Leos. Uh, lac- lactose intolerant, I think. Uh, we both have 11 fingers. We both prefer cake to pie. And Harry's like, I get it, dude. And then Voldemort's like, okay, Buster, let's boogie. You and the bird in the hat versus me. And then the weird stone serpent basilisk thing starts to come alive, and it chases Harry around, 
And but then the phoenix pecks its snake eyes out, and it like starts bleeding from the snake eyes, which is fucking metal as hell. And then the snake is still going strong, but in a bit of luck, typically reserved for only the tritest of narratives, the snake bats the sorting hat directly into Harry's hands, and for some reason, probably because it was feeling left out of the parade of phallic imagery, there was a sword inside. And so Harry takes the sword and kills the snake. But then he also gets bit by the snake, and so now he's been poisoned and he's, like, fading. But then the bird, the phoenix, comes over to him, and the bird's like, only posers die, dude, and Harry's like, fuck, you're right. And the bird lays beside him and cries, although it's probably not tears, he's a fucking phoenix, so it's like a mega elixir or whatever, and he's gonna heal him. And then Voldemort is like, I'm just gonna go sit right here and watch you die. That doesn't seem like a foolhardy plan at all. I'm great at this. And then he starts doing what I can only describe as narrating Harry Potter's demise. He's like, So ends the famous Harry Potter, alone in the Chamber of Secrets, forsaken by his friends, and defeated at last by the Dark Lord he so unwisely challenged. And it's like, okay, fucking Rod Serling, what the fuck is this shit? And then, as predicted, the Phoenix heals Harry Potter. And so Voldemort, swear to God, he pulls the classic, oh, it's actually good that you just got healed. That's better. I'm not mad. I'm actually laughing. And the bird is like, Jesus Christ, do I have to do everything? And so then it flies over and grabs the diary and gives it to Harry. And then Harry grabs the fang from the basilisk and stabs the book with it. And I actually really do enjoy the ironic symbolism of the narrative culmination of this book just being literally stabbing a book with a sharp object. It's a good move. It's how I feel. And so then this stabbing the book kills Voldemort, at least for now. And so then a friend of the show, Ginny Weasley, wakes up. And she's like, what the hell happened here? It's a fucking bloodbath. And Harry's like, it's all good. I cleaned up after your giant mess while you lay there prostrate and inert. And I swear, every single female character in this is just an avatar for growth for Harry, which is very boring for me. And so then they leave and find Ron. And Ron's like, sweet, my sister's alive. But more importantly, where the fuck did you get a bird and a sword? And so then they go find Sue Grafton. And who, recall, had tried to erase their memories, but instead erased his own, like a giant goof. And so then they all leave via the Phoenix, and then they all go into Professor Catwoman's office, and that is the end of the chapter. And honestly, it was a pretty meh chapter. There were some pacing issues, but the stuff with the big serpent was kind of cool. I just wish that Voldemort was an actual badass instead of the fucking George Costanza of supervillains. He's like such a clown that it's hard to take it seriously. And I sort of alluded to it earlier, but he really does come across as this sort of sad, childlike, narcissistic, insecure guy. I mean, he's Trumpian. And obviously Trump isn't, like, the only dude with that very specific cocktail of, like, tremendous power, insecurity, narcissism, and sadness. But it'd be cool if these books, like, start to explore that aspect of evil and, like, get to the heart of it rather than just, like, having him show up as somewhat of another person every time, like he's done the last two books uh and it's like it would be cool right like it's not exactly the banality of evil it's like the evil as lashing out like the insecurity mixed with a sort of systemic oppression is a cool thing to explore i don't really have fully formed thoughts on the matter i just think that it's something to flag mostly to myself because i want to watch out for the variegated evils of the book coming more sharply into focus because that is something I will want to revisit as I also make a bunch of uh, dick jokes and stupid nicknames. 
I also want to give a shout out to the um, the fractions of dozens of you who have been clamoring for new episodes. Uh, I'm gonna try to change some stuff up a bit to make it a little more uh, good. Uh, maybe maybe some guests or some other bullshit. Actually, guests. Just guests was the idea I had. Just guests. We'll see.